Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Universal Mind on Loudmouth Radio Network. This broadcast is a live feed via Internet on blogtalkradio.com slash loudmouthradio. Feel free to connect with us on facebook.com slash loudmouthonline and like our page. Feel free to post questions and comments on our Loudmouth Radio page on loudmouthradio.com and follow our upcoming broadcasts as we broadcast each and every week at 8 p.m. The Universal Mind is one of three shows currently broadcasting on Loudmouth Radio, so be sure to check in with us each and every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're available for live chat while we're on air on blogtalkradio.com. If you have questions regarding this broadcast or like to reach us for advertising, please call our Loudmouth Media offices at 706-363-3895 during business hours of 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. This program will be available for download and on demand on our blogtalkradio.com page anytime after 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We would like to thank all of our listeners to tuning in to Loudmouth Radio, one of the Internet's hottest online radio networks. Our talk shows are geared and covered towards empowerment, inspiration, and entertainment. Please connect with us live, online, and on demand 24-7 on loudmouthradio.com and share your thoughts with us of what inspires you. Now, for your host for the evening, Mr. Roderick Watkins. Good evening, and welcome to Loudmouth Radio and the Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins. Uh, Tonight we have a good show. In the United States, currently, 38% of adults and approximately 12% of our children are now using complementary or alternative medicine to get their health needs met. So 38%, that's a that's a large percentage where they're using more natural medicine or non-traditional medicine or what what is known as allopathic medicine here in the United States. I I wasn't aware of that and that's that's a pretty big number, but it goes to show that uh I mean people are really concerned about their health and about the type of treatment that they're getting. And uh, I think that just like anything, it's you have to take the responsibility for those things to the extent that you can. But now uh, these things are being made available to the public, and this information is coming to the public now that there are alternative treatments um, besides the medications that we get uh, inundated with commercials about medications that we get inundated with to cure all or, or help us with our cures. You know, I mean, it's interesting. I I don't remember a time, I don't remember all these commercials that they have for prescription drugs uh, when I was younger. Now you see them everywhere. And the fact that they can post uh, some of the things that they post, meaning the side effects, and, and still, you know, pass this off as as healthy or medicine. It, it's just interesting to me that we're we're in this day and time. Um, so with that, according to uh, a 2007 National Health Survey. Um, which included a comprehensive survey of the use of complementary practices and alternative medicine, it was estimated that uh, 729,000 adults and 237,000 children 
had used a, a naturopathic treatment in their previous years. And that's what we're going to talk about this evening. And we're going to talk about uh, naturopathic medicine and uh, how it differs from their traditional medicine uh, that we normally use in the United States, which is allopathic. Um, people visit naturopathic practitioners for various health-related purposes, including primary care, overall well-being, and uh, complementary treatment. Uh, I, when I was living in Arizona, I had a naturopathic doctor as my primary, as my primary care. And it, it was great. Uh, she was really hesitant about the use of medications. Uh, her her focus was mainly on what was I putting into my body, and uh, how was that relating to my overall health. So uh, it, it was uh, really you know I felt really good. I felt like uh, we we were able to accomplish a lot. I I was having uh some problems uh i've actually i've had uh two hernias and so i was having some other intestinal problems and uh I, you know i thank my doctor a lot for that she really helped me out with that um some of the underlying principles that uh naturopathic doctors follow are uh which is standard for uh allopathic doctors as well is first do no harm um they try to minimize harmful side effects and avoid uh, suppression of symptoms. Um, another principle uh, that naturopaths follow are physicians as teachers, which is uh, educating patients and encouraging them to uh, take responsibility for their own health. Uh, treat the person as a whole. So uh, considering factors uh, such as physical, mental, spiritual, genetics, and then there's uh, uh, prevention, assess risk factors, and uh, in its uh, partnership with the patient. And uh, then there's the healing power of nature. Seek and identify and remove obstacles so that the body's natural process for maintaining and restoring health. And lastly, uh, treat the cause. Focus on the cause of the disease or the condition rather than its symptoms. So I have a very special guest here tonight. Uh, his name is Dr. Hinale Ale. I've known Dr. Ale for, wow, I want to say over 23 years now. So uh, uh, I, I've seen his progression. He's done some great work. Uh, he's also helped me as well. Uh, he's a licensed naturopathic doctor a respected author of over 57 copyrighted works on natural medicine, nutrition, and stress management, including his current book, The Greatest Energy Always Prevails, Volume 1. Um, if you look on our website, we have a picture of that up as well, and I'm sure uh, Dr. L.A. will give you some information on how to uh, how to get that book. Uh, he's an executive community director at uh, Genesis Health, uh, Genesis Healing Centers, he, he's more than just the uh, executive director. He, he's he's created he created that center, um, 
and it's the Center for Naturopathic Medical Clinics uh, devoted to helping uh, the people we ser uh, serve and rediscover health again. Uh, he has spent the last 15 years of his life teaching people how to heal, helping more than 10,000 students uh, utilize the awesome benefits of natural medicine. And with that, my guest, Dr. Hinaleele. Dr. Ele, are you with us? I am here, brother. How you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Trying to uh, just excited. You know, we haven't we haven't spoken in a while, so I'm looking forward to this conversation this evening. Hey, man. Hey, man. We were actually uh, me and uh, Snicky were just talking about you last night. We'll talk about that off of air. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he owes me a call. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, brother, I wanted to say uh, thank you so much for uh, for having me. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for a couple of weeks, and it's uh, always a pleasure to connect with um, folks throughout the United States and really with this kind of medium throughout the world and, um, you know, share what I've learned uh, from some pretty impressive people um, about, you know, how we can empower ourselves, especially in this day and age, to um, really take excellent care of ourselves. And, uh, and one of my big things is just helping people build energy in their bodies and their lives because when we have a lot of energy, um, things tend to go right. The body tends to work right. Uh, things in life tend to um, go in our favor. And, um, uh, you know, it, it's just been such a blessing working with so many people over the years and, and seeing this um, very simple principle consistently upheld um, when, when we just help folks educate themselves to, to know how to really take care of themselves. Now, I remember you, H. I remember you just uh, starting off doing massages and traveling around the country uh, doing that, <laughs> and, and now you're this, you know, the greatest world-renowned doctor. Uh, what do you? What was your motivating factor in um, uh, becoming a, a naturopathic doctor? Well, um, let me let me let me throw a couple things. Um, to your audience right now, and, and number number one is one of the things that drove me crazy. I, I've watched a lot of family members, um, you know, pass away, and I watched the process, this degenerative process, and uh, I just felt helpless. You know, I felt like you know I know we can do better than what we're doing right now, but I didn't know what better was. And mm -hmm. um, you know, watching people that you love suffer is uh, you know it's a it's a transformational experience. I think, in a person's life. And I think uh, it's something that too many people, too many families in, in our country specifically uh, have gone through. And I don't think um, right now, I think we have a ton of answers. I just don't think we're utilizing them very well. And I think mm -hmm. we, can, we can look to the, the basic philosophic opinions of, of these divergent medical paradigms. Let me, let me translate that a little bit. Um, when we look at allopathic medicine, by definition, this is in the medical dictionary. You can look this up. It's in Tabor's Medical Dictionary. Okay. Allopathic medicine, which we consider to be conventional medicine, which is the doctor in the white coat and go into the hospital and, and pills and the surgery and all that stuff. By definition, allopathic medicine is the um, attempt to cure by replacing one morbid condition for another morbid condition. Now, early on, in the early 1900s, they realized that the word morbid is a tough sell to people, <laughs> rightfully so. Right. <laughs> so they changed that to the word side effect. And that's where we, it got 
ingrained into our culture over, you know, a series of decades that, yeah, when you do something, there's a side effect. Well, that was a construct that the um, AMA created to sell their products, to sell their services. And isn't and, that just so uh, interesting? I mean, that it's, it's working because, as I said earlier, before you came on, I mean, there's not a prescription drug you can't see on the market right now that doesn't have a list. Of just So you won't have this anymore, but you will have all these things. Absolutely. Well, let, let, me, let me tell you how brilliant these people are, and I, I give them a ton of credit. Not only do they seize um, uh, power with uh, something for your audience, people who want to go and research the history of it. My, my father's a historian, so I love the history of things, and I love seeing how we get to where we are. Um, but if they want to look up something, they can look up what's called the Flexner Report. And the Flexner mm-hmm. Report in the early 1900s was the AMA's um, seizure of power in the country by attacking natural medicine schools. Now, in their defense, there was a lot of natural medicine schools that were snake oil salesmen, and it had a really bad uh, reputation. And um, there were people doing some incredibly questionable and probably uh, harmful treatments um, to people. Now, but what they did was they used that to basically eliminate all the good natural medicine practitioners as well and in one fell mm. swoop. And the chiropractors would have been eliminated as well if they hadn't cut a little backroom deal with the AMA to stay in existence. So that's why we see so many chiropractors still, but not necessarily naturopathic doctors. In fact, as of, I believe it was 1974, there were only six practicing naturopathic doctors remaining in the United States. And thankfully, they were visionaries, and they saw that our country was going in the wrong direction on a health, um, in, in terms of health, and that they knew that our medicine could change that. And that now, let me ask you a question. The, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. Now, I, I am I've, I've had a naturopathic doctor, and mm-hmm. as, as well as you, 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 you've treated me on some occasions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also had an allopathic doctor, and I mean, do you think that no good comes from allopathic medicine, or I mean, ask that, ask that again. I didn't understand the the question. One of the words. Didn't, I, I, didn't I, I'm sorry. Do you, do you think that any good comes from allopathic these medicine? Are, these are good people. The one thing that you have to separate, and this is what's kind of challenging, especially if you watch somebody, you know, pass away, and, and especially if you've been caught in that model where. You got to understand human nature a little bit, and this I think you'll you'll get right off the bat. If all you see is failure, then it's too. But you're tied into a lifestyle where you have house payments and your kids are going to school and all this stuff. But all you see mm-hmm. is failure. You right. know, you're going to check out at a certain point just to maintain the sanctity of your family and what has to happen from a financial perspective. You know, and I think that's unfortunately what happens to a lot of MDs. They're good people. You know, but mm-hmm. they get stuck into a model where they haven't been properly educated to understand what is the situation where the allopathic approach is really the best approach and what is the situation where the naturopathic um, uh, treatment is the best approach. And one thing uh, uh, I will consistently say about their medicine, we know more about the human body than we ever have, and that's thanks to allopathic medicine. We know right. more how to investigate the human bodies via lab tests and imaging than we ever have at any time in the history of humanity. That's due to uh, allopathic medicine. When it comes to figuring out what's going on, that is probably the best medicine 
that's ever been invented. When it comes to emergent conditions, that is the best medicine that's ever been committed. Somebody breaks their arm, they're not coming to me. You know what I mean? And I'm, if they tried to, I'd be like, ah, you're going to go to urgent care right now. But when you want to heal that broken arm, then you come back to me. After you get it casted up and set and all that stuff, and we have to talk about how your body is designed to work and make sure that we have all the nutrients to accentuate wound repair and accelerate the healing process and then clear the scar tissue after the cast is removed and get, your, get you physically mobile and back to functioning and back to performing as you are accustomed to, that's when you go to a naturopath. So it's, it's really about situational understanding. Now, if you want to compare allopathic medicine by definition to naturopathic medicine, this is where we, this is where we diverge. Naturopathic mm-hmm. medicine is the act of curing by restoring balance in the system. So we are mm-hmm. looking for how the body works and how to work with it. And as a result, so few of our treatments have, quote, unquote, adverse side effects. Our side effects are usually when, they're, when our medicine is practiced properly, and let me say that again, when our medicine is practiced properly, because I don't want to fool the public into thinking that every single naturopath is a great doctor, okay? Just like any profession, some are going to be out of this world, some are going to be really good, and then you're going to have a whole bunch of others who are still figuring things out, all right? But so naturopathic, said, medicine, yeah. naturopathic medicine is uh, is – uh, scientifically supported or supported oh my God, on the yes. scientific basis. Oh, my God. Yes. The, the, the powers that be that don't want to see us being successful because it's not profitable to have healthy people, the powers that be, well, they want you to believe that we're quacks. And then I was just looking on Google right now. One of my favorite sites to laugh at is Quack Watch. You know, you got this guy yeah. out there who's trying to warn the public about every single thing. But when you understand the history, let me, let me, tell, you, let me tell your audience the story. The word quack comes from uh, quick, and quick comes from quicksilver. And what in the late 1800s, early 1900s, allopathic medicine wasn't very well received by um, Americans uh, by and large because they used things like leeches, bloodletting, and also something called quicksilver or quacksilver, and that was uh, uh, what is mercury. So they would actually poison the body, just like their, by definition, their medicine is. They would poison the body to try to get it better and say either this is going to kill you or you're going to get better. Well, of course, that wasn't a very successful thought process, especially with mercury, and it has incredibly harmful and toxic side effects. So the public started calling MDs, your today's allopaths, quacks, and they wouldn't go to them. And so it's interesting how the AMA in their brilliance started turning that word around now on everybody else who um, is practicing something that they don't agree with and trying to slam any science behind what they do and everything. But what the public needs to understand is that, one, naturopathic medicine has very few side effects, okay? And if you have a really talented doctor and somebody who cares, they can usually perform all the treatments you need without using anything that has a toxic side effect. I mean, I don't use any toxic um, herbs or anything in my practice at all, and I've never needed to. But what the public, what I want the public to understand is what we do has been supported scientifically since its inception. And it's hmm. just the powers that be that want you to believe that the only research is in these pharmaceuticals and uh, these, uh, these, uh, <laughs> these commercials that, you know, are going to tell you take this little pill, but don't worry about the uh, erectile dysfunction or your liver, you know, <laughs> falling out of your feet 
<laughs> you know, or some and, other. And they got another pill for that it. one. So. Oh yeah, I mean, don't worry. <laughs> once that happens, we got another one. You know, <laughs> and so we end up seeing like I see people ride all day long coming into my practice where you know they're on eight to twenty two medications, and when you trace back the history of those of those medications when they came into that person's life, it was always dealing with a side effect of the previous medication. Now, let's talk saying. about that. So is it is it really the allopathic doctors or, or is it the pharmaceutical industry? Because I, I know some good allopathic doctors. Uh, I, have a, I have a very good friend who's a surgeon, and I know mm-hmm. uh, a lot of – you and me both, we have a lot of friends that we went to school with at mm-hmm. UCLA mm-hmm. Uh, that that are doctors and and pretty good ones. So, I mean, is it is – it, is, are we are we bashing allopathic medicine, or are we just saying that? Well, I think you you already explained it that it, it's it's probably not always the best for every situation. I I think that number one, you understand that the people who are performing the medicine by and large are good people. You don't get into medicine on any level unless you really care about people. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think that's number one. I think number two, you start to understand the educational models that people are going to into when they want to help. And when one educational model says that what you have at your disposal is um, pharmaceuticals and surgery and um, we're going to teach you over the course of 5,000 hours of education, a grand total of four hours of nutrition, I think you start to understand where they want their focus. And then you start looking at these schools and you go, okay, well, where are they getting their money from? They're getting their money, of course, from the government. And they're getting their money from pharmaceutical funding. And, of course, there's an agenda there. And it's just, it's, and it's not to say there's anything wrong with that, but there is an agenda there. So, right. um, so you know, when we talk about, you know, when somebody says to me that they went and talked to their MD about, you know, delayed food allergies or talk to their MD about some nutrient or something like that. I'm like, okay, did that, did that, did your doctor do any postgraduate studying to be qualified to be able to talk about nutrient therapy? You know, because I've spent thousands of hours learning about nutrient therapy. And just like, you know, there are some things that they do that I'm not qualified to talk about. And I don't talk about those things with my patients. I tell them, hey, I, I don't know about that. It, the same is true on on theirs. On the other side of the bed. Yeah, I think the public wants to believe that a doctor is all knowing. I think the first thing the public has yeah. to understand is number one, you are responsible for your health. You know, the doctor is there to help you. The doctor is there. Doctor comes from the word docere, which means to teach. All right, mm-hmm. they're there to mm-hmm. help you educate yourself, empower yourself, and that's what a doctor is for. But if you immediately surrender your power over your health to somebody that you really don't know and doesn't really know you very well, then really that's on you, you know, because, yeah, go ahead. No, I don't know. I'm listening. Continue. Well, but what, I'm, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is one of the things in this country that, that we fell victim to around about 1950 and it's continued on and we're starting to see what those numbers you were giving your audience started with that, that, that philosophy is changing mm-hmm. is that we, we, our, par- our parents believe that that white guy in the white coat, whatever he says, you do. you got to right. just trust him implicitly. And I think yeah. the success of their medicine doesn't bear out that level of trust. So well, they, I, I, mean, I mean, 38%. 38%. Yeah. That's huge, man. That's a, that's, that's, that's a beautiful uh, number. And it grows yeah. by about uh, 20% every year. 
So this is a yeah. this is I think twelve to twenty percent every year. This is a beautiful thing. What this means is people are getting it. Yes, the doctors don't have all the answers, and if I'm interested in being healthy, that I got to take the responsibility for it, and that's perfect. That's where it's supposed to be. And see, but a no, naturopathic, naturopathic. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. Please go ahead. Go ahead. So, but naturopathic doctors do have the uh, authority to prescribe subscriptions, right? Prescriptions, I mean, yeah, the, absolutely. Prescriptions. And let me tell you, audience, this, and depending upon the state and the scope of practice, to take mm-hmm. people off of them. See, that's the that's the reason I went to medical school and studied naturopathic medicine. It was so that I had, if you have the right to prescribe a pharmaceutical, you have the right to mm. unprescribe it. And okay. so what I help patients do is taper off of their medication safely, intelligently, based upon the half-life of the medication, and we prioritize which medications can be swapped out for which nutrients and, and the timing. And I'm really successful. I'm really good at getting people off medications. Um, now, would there be any would there be any situation where you would prescribe or you know prescribe a medication as a naturopathic doctor? Personally, me, uh-huh. I can't. I I can I can't say that there is or there isn't. Um, because I would hate to say, oh, no, never, and then be faced with the situation and be like, all right, dude, you know, you didn't see that one. But what I would say is this. <laughs> um, for me, my thing is I don't prescribe medications. I get people off. I don't prescribe pharmaceuticals. I get people off of them. And I teach people how to take care of themselves based upon how their body is designed and based upon what we consider to be a very productive, energy-productive lifestyle for them. It's something that I'm coining as energetic health. That's that's gotcha. really what I do. I help people understand that they have an incredible energetic capacity and that that energetic capacity can be utilized to help them fulfill their dreams. You know, to so me, if, those two if, things aren't. Yeah, go so ahead. if they were already on medication, if they were already on medication, you would, would you prescribe them lower dosages of it until you get them off of it or... How do you go well, about that process? There's a there's a thought process for it, and the thought process is always, like you mentioned to your audience, no harm. Safety first. That's how we work. Right. So the first thing is, um, and I've had I've had patients come to me who work with other naturopaths, and, and the naturopaths will see them, and they'll go, okay, we have seven medications. We're taking you off all of those right now. No. <laughs> do not do that. If you want to mm. crash a system, Stop all the medications at once, and then you deal with the follow. We we don't do that. That's that's unnecessary. What we do is we say let's intelligently assess what's going on through lab, appropriate lab work, imaging stuff like that, just like any other doctor that people are accustomed to. Let's uh-huh. take our time understanding what's going on. Once we figure out what's going on, the plan to transforming the lifestyle really presents itself. And that transformation is always going to include food as medicine. And I should say in this day and age, organic food as medicine. It's always going to include incredible uh, consumption of nutrients and increasing nutrient density. And when we achieve those things, which for most people takes about two weeks, then we start tapering one medication at a time and we watch and see how the body does it. So everything is very safe. And because okay. it's not it's not a it's not a sprint, you know what I mean. This is a, this is life. This is a marathon, you know. Or better yet, a stroll in the park, and that's what we want to do. Great. And I just want to remind my listeners that they're listening to the Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins, and my guest today is Dr. Henale Ale. 
If you want to call in and speak to Dr. Ala, you can call at 347-826-7520, or you can tweet us at Loudmouth on Twitter, or you can Facebook us at loudmouthradio.com. And can we so, can we get the audience oh. to call me Dr. H? I, let's make it a little less confusing. We like to be on first name basis or first letter basis in this case. <laughs> well, you know, I call you HL, but I just, yeah. you know, I wanted, <laughs> I, I wanted to give you your that. respect and your props. But you, I mean, yeah, you, yeah, I like I said, that. If, uh, for those of you, uh, if you just now tuned into the show, uh, I've known Dr. H for about 23 years. So I really, this this man has been a personal inspiration for me to see what he has done and developed in his life and to 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 develop a whole system. Uh, you know, he, he's spoken around the country. He's opened clinics up in Arizona and now in, in Los Angeles. And so he's put out books. And Th- this was uh, somebody I used to go to math class with, you know, and uh, was an engineer <laughs> at one time, and and now now he's healing people. So, uh, he, just an amazing. He he was already he was an amazing guy back then, but it definitely he's done an amazing transformation. Mm-hmm. So let Thank me you ask you this: Are oh, you welcome? Uh, what is uh, so is homeopathic medicine? Is that like a whole separate branch, or does that fall into? Or better yet, this mm. is a better question: What's the difference between a, a doctor of natural medicine and a naturopathic doctor? Okay, great questions. And this is something that this is this is something that we are always um, making effort to to help educate the public with. Naturopathic medicine, you can think of it as a huge umbrella. And under that umbrella, you'll have things like uh, nutrition, clinical nutrition. You'll have things like supplements. You'll have things like uh, homeopathy, acupuncture, herbs. Um, uh, chiropractic would fall under that umbrella, even though it is its own separate um, uh, profession. Um, uh, let's see, uh, any kind of massage, yoga. Naturopathic medicine is this huge umbrella that really incorporates any treatment and or system that is designed to help restore balance to the body. Um, okay. So like a homeopath, for instance, for instance, would be a, you know, a, a homeopathy would be one of the things that we do under under that umbrella. Now, there are a couple different designations. Now, a a naturopathic doctor by by um, designation is going to be somebody who's gone to a school, uh, a postgraduate school for four uh, years. Um, usually there are about six-year programs currently that have been condensed into four years without a loss of hours. So you're looking at a person when you meet with a naturopathic doctor who has studied for anywhere from 4,500 to 5,000 hours. Um, including you know, usually two years of supervised clinical rotations incorporated in there and has studied all the basics of anatomy and physiology and biochemistry and everything that a Western or allopathic MD would study. We study pharmaceuticals. We study herbology. We basically have to know what they know and what we know. All right, that's, that's where we're at on this, um, on this uh, you know, totem pole. You know, and uh, when you have somebody who's maybe, they say, is a uh, doctor of uh, 
of natural medicine. I am a naturopathic doctor, but I use the phrase I'm a doctor of natural medicine for a simple reason. I want to make it easier for the public to understand what I do. When I say naturopathic medicine to people, they typically have a lot of questions about, you know, what is that? You know, it's very ambiguous because it's not a very known commodity in our society. But when I say, oh, I'm a doctor of natural medicine, people go, oh, okay, I get that. You know, you you use all the natural stuff, you know, and whatever that means <laughs> to them. So it's just a way of really doing everything we can to become personal uh, to the public and make sure we're earning their trust because, you know, the folks that I went to school with and the folks that went to school before me and, and a lot of the students that are in school right now, they're good people and they really want to help. And one of the things that I notice, you know, with my business background as well is that naturopaths are really good people, but we don't do the best job of marketing ourselves right now. And we don't do the best job of connecting with the public and building trust. And, you know, it, of course it's going to be a slow growth process, organic people getting, you know, uh, familiar with us and utilizing our services. But I think language goes a long way towards that, you know, and if we can say, hey, I'm a naturopathic doctor, I'm a doctor of natural medicine, whatever it takes to establish that familiarity and that connection, that's what I want to do to let people know, hey, I'm, I'm here to help, you know. Right. Right. Again, I just want to remind our listeners out there, if you want to ask Dr. Uh, Dr. H a question, you can call in at 347 347- <laughs> Eight two six seven five two zero. I also want to take this time to uh, thank Digimo Printing, Digimo Printing for sponsoring this hour. Uh, for our listeners, you can call uh, if you go to digimoprinting.com. Digimo Printing is off- offering a thousand flyers and ten free eleven by seventeen posters with a uh, purchase of eighty dollars and. Uh, for $25, you could get 250 business cards uh, just by mentioning Loudmouth Radio. All right, H. So now you wrote a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, um, like I said, you know, I, you know, years ago, and you watch enough family members and people that you really care about, you know, suffer and you know, uh, with their health. And, it, it, you know, it's, it's inspirational. It's hard, but it's, it's, it's inspirational. And, um, you know, being an engineer, you know, we, we graduated as engineers and from UCLA and all that, and, you know, you start to think of systems. You want to you have some sense of organization. And one of the things I noticed uh, when I started studying natural medicine about uh, really about 15 years ago was that um, – it didn't really have a ton of organization in my opinion, you know, and I might be way wrong with that. And, but it, for me, it didn't seem very organized. Right. And I felt like if we're going to reach the, the general public, we have to have our stuff together. And so what I wanted to do was start developing a thought process um, for people to understand how their bodies work, how stress plays into their health, and to give people, you know, something that could – that they could immediately functionally understand without going through four years of medical school. You know, I I love that I can talk with somebody usually in, you know, over the course of 30 to 90 minutes and they go, okay, I get it. All I got to do is this and this. So I started looking and paring things down and going, okay, well, what is the number one thing that has to happen before a person can really start to recover their health? 
And, you know, in my exploration of the anatomy and the physiology of how the body functions and the, and the cell and what goes on within the cell, the one thing that just started screaming at me was you, we have to produce energy. If you're mm-hmm. going to get healthy, you've got to produce energy. And so I started looking in a lot of um, pathology books, and one of the things that really, um, really, I think, strengthened that viewpoint for me was every single pathology has one common symptom, and that is fatigue. And I thought to myself, well, there it is. If we can help people turn a fatigued pattern, a fatigued body, a fatigued life around, if we can help them build energy, then I wonder how much of what we consider to be disease is going to go away. And so I've really, I've really based my entire career on that single thought, the production of energy in the body. And so everything is about that. One of the great things that I like about your book is, and it's the first time I've really heard of it. I mean, I've, I've heard of it in other circumstances uh, with counseling, for instance. We tell people to do journals all the time, but you say do a health journal. Absolutely. Or do a healing, do a healing journal. Uh, go Absolutely. into that and explain that a little bit more. When I first got into um, natural medicine heavy, I was going through a pretty, um, a pretty rough time. Um, I had a very serious um, uh, breakup with someone that I was very much in love with. But what was very interesting about that, Rod, was that the breakup started to manifest itself in my, in my health physically and actually quite suddenly. Um, and so I was really alarmed. It was one of the first times in my life I'd ever really clearly seen this connection between what we feel and, and how our body performs. Um, and so, you know, looking, looking at it through that lens, what I found to be very important um, in the recovery was just learning as much as I could about, you know, this production of energy. You know, when you have energy, your body is able to produce the enzymes it needs. The immune system is able to function the way it's designed to function, which is to deal with infections and also to help create balance. And so... Ultimately, you know, ultimately what happened for me was, you know, um, I started going, okay, I am here today. You know, this is how I feel today. But I started noticing that I needed to keep track of how I felt because it was changing a lot. Some days I would feel better. Some days I'd feel a little bit worse. And so what I started doing was tracking down not only how I felt, you know, emotionally, spiritually, but how I felt physically. And I tracked mm. that with what I was eating and what I was doing. Was I in a yoga class? Did I have a massage that day? You know, did I have an argument with somebody that day? I started tracking all of these, all this information for myself. And what I learned, um, which has been upheld with, you know, virtually everybody I've worked with, is that the healing process, if we look at it on a day-in and day-out basis, is an up-and-down thing. One day you might be up, the next day you might be down. But if you are really following, you know, what I'm teaching with the building of energy and making sure that we are nourishing our mitochondria with nutrients and making sure we're nourishing our mitochondria 
which are our energy-producing little powerhouses in each cell, that we're nourishing with positive thoughts and positive experiences and positive, you know, uh, movement and and positive intoxication. If we're doing all these things, at the end of the day, the summation is a surplus of energy, which is beautiful. That's what we're after. So what I ended up learning was that, you know, if we look at a healing process on a chart, okay, I learned that healing processes really take about 28 days um, mm-hmm. each cycle, you know, so it's like you can sometimes micromanage it a little bit too much, you know, with a day in and day out. And that was a nice thing because it took some of the pressure off of me, you know, because we have right. a tendency to think that I, I'm making these changes. Why am I not going up, up, up and away? And it's like, well, that's not the way your body's designed to work. Your body's right. designed to go up, and then it's going to regress a little bit as it's incorporating the changes. And then it's going to go up again, and then it's going to regress a little bit. And it's going to incorporate. But over the course of the 28 days, it's up. If we go from day one to day 28, it's drastically up. But there's that number is 20 little valleys. That's so interesting. Uh, th- no, I just wanted to comment real quick that mm-hmm. uh, 28 days is just so interesting because uh, it also usually takes four weeks to establish any type of behavior. Big time. And I, and I think when we start looking into the new fields that are coming on with neurosynaptic plasticity and how the mm-hmm. brain is designed and create, I mean, it's all upheld. And then you, if you want to get really dangerous with it, it makes a lot of sense because the, our body is basically two-thirds to three-quarters water. And right. the lunar cycles, which govern the movement of water on our planet, pretty much are 28 days. You know, huh. so it's, it's, it's kind of far out there, you know, when you think about it. But it actually kind of uh, makes a weird kind of sense. Well, I mean, it, you know, the correlation is there. It just have to, we just have to study it and, and see if we can observe it. But I don't know that that's too far out. I mean, I, I like to always just remind people that we are a part of a bigger system, and that system is the universe. So to think that we can't be impacted by things within it is kind of, I think that's kind of silly. Well, that's I think that's very well said. And I think uh, we have a tendency to forget that we're, you know, these living organisms flying around through space on a basically a rock that we can breathe on, you know? <laughs> who, says, who says the Earth isn't living, though? That's the no, thing, just, you know? I was just about to correct myself. The Earth, <laughs> the Earth is a spirit. I was just watching uh, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, you know, oh, the other yeah. day. Oh, yeah. Gaia has that, a spirit. She is intelligent. There's no doubt. Right. It's so funny is that... Uh, as, you know, we try to we try to proclaim like we are the only ones who have the right to consciousness, or you know, right. just like we used to think we were the middle, just like we used to think that we were the center of the universe at one time. I'm sure that they'll find out that consciousness uh, has this grasp and a lot of other things that we might ne- not necessarily be able to perceive at this particular point in time. Well, as always, there are some wonderful times to be wrong. You know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, yeah. yeah anything that that disconnects yeah. us from each other and disconnects us from the very thing that allows us to experience this life is uh, something to be wrong about. You know. Oh, and, and say that it. again. That, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brother. So yeah, go ahead. No, did you have a point you wanted to make? No, I mean I was just rapping, having fun, talking to my boy. <laughs> so. What what's uh next for you? What what do you have coming up? Where where can people go see you talk or you know, where can they visit you at your clinic? 
Well, we have a we have a couple things. Um, one thing for people who are interested to learn more about um, the, this thought process of natural medicine and and really uh, of this new kind of brand that I'm I've finally I spent I've spent the last couple of years developing this really awesome um, holistic nutrition program online. And folks mm. that are interested in that can check it out through the Body Mind Institute. All right, and there are some wonderful people up there. We're, we've been doing a partnership now for. Um, a little bit, uh, I want to say about a year. And, and can uh, you give us that website again so my producer can put it up on our blog? Of course. In fact, and I can, I'm happy to send your producer a couple of links that I think would make things really, really easy if that would help. Yeah, yeah, um, anything. But, and we'll uh, make sure we'll post all that information for you. Fantastic. Well, the, uh, the name of the school is the Body Mind Institute. And so they can just type in, I think it's just uh, www.bodymindinstitute.com. And they'll see my program up there along with a, a number of other great teachers. Um, I know David Wolf teaches there. I know Deepak Chopra um, has taught there, has some involvement um, there. Uh, Lars Gustafson, who's the uh, uh, the founder and owner of uh, uh, Body Mind Institute, has a program up there. But it's really a great place for cutting-edge education and, and um you know, what we're working on up there is is really trying to hold the space for this transformation of human culture into a, another evolution of consciousness, one that allows people to experience their dreams without taking away the dreams of others, you know, and we really believe that health is the key to that because when you're healthy, your thoughts change, you know. You right. know it's not so much going for self. It's like, okay, I'm going to be fine, and how can I help um, someone that I see in need as well, you know, and it's really a beautiful, uh, it's really a beautiful community of healers up there, and, it, and it's really, I'm going to tell you, some really amazing information, you know, I mean, some really truth information out there that, that helps. Uh, one of my students uh, last year, one of my favorite students, uh, Onye, um, she started just doing what I was teaching in my program, and yeah. um, she started out diabetic, about 90 plus pounds overweight on 22 medications. And I don't advocate this at all, but she actually safely tapered herself off of every single medication, is no longer considered diabetic and lost 93 pounds, I think, in nine months, just following what I was teaching her uh, wow. to to do. I mean, and, and again, what is it based upon? The production of energy. You produce energy and the body has a magnificent way of healing itself. Um, so uh, that's Body Mind Institute. Um, uh, you know, I have a clinic going to be opening in Los Angeles, hopefully in the fall of this year. I'm, I'm making a transition from uh, Phoenix to L.A., but we're keeping the Phoenix location um, open. And I have some really talented and fabulous doctors out there. In fact, I have one doctor, uh, Mona Morstein, who is the authority, and I mean that on, you know, whether we're talking allopathic or um naturopath, the authority on diabetic, on diabetes and how to uh, heal it. I mean, she's certainly one of the top five specialists in the country easily. Um, we have some fabulous doctors there, and, and uh, your audience can call uh, 480-284-8155 and um, schedule a free 15-minute consult. We love talking to folks and helping to point people in the right direction. So you can cure diabetes? Oh, yeah. I, I, I apologize for interrupting you, but that just no, that fine. caught me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, look, most things that happen in the body, 
you know, and we interpret them as being bad, can be undone, mm-hmm. most things, okay, especially metabolic functions. And, you know, Dr. Mona is really fantastic at working with patients, helping them understand what's going on, helping them understand the diet that's going to support them. And in many cases, you know, not in, you know, we don't want to, I don't want to paint a picture that, oh, this happens every 100% of the time, but in many, many cases, you know, has people, um, by the time she's done working with them after about six months or so, you know, if you were to draw their blood and test, you wouldn't be able to tell that they're diabetic, right? Well, from an insurance perspective, they're going to say, once you're diabetic, you're always diabetic. But again, that's a poor understanding of how the body is designed to work. And that's something that I'm really devoting my life to is helping to teach people that, look, your body is amazing. It's beautiful. It's designed to do these incredible things. And all it needs is a little bit of help in certain areas. And the first place to start with any single treatment, whether it's naturopathic or allopathic, is the production of energy. You start there, and we know at the very least you're on a minimal dose of, of pharmaceuticals. We know that your body is putting is being put in a position to recover. And that shows also how uh, how natural naturopathic medicine is coming into the mainstream as well, right? Because uh, I know my insurance actually covered my naturopathic doctor. So do most are most insurances doing that now? Um, in this country, we spend uh, in this country we spend um, right now. I believe it's uh, anywhere uh, between sixteen and seventeen point three percent of our gross national product on health care. The World Health Organization says that any country that spends more than 3% of its gross national product on health care is, by definition, a sick country. Mm. Of, the, uh, of all the countries in the world, we spend more on health care than any other country um, uh, on the planet. Okay? Mm. So uh, that is a flawed system. And with the changes that President Obama has put into place uh, and the literally 700-some-odd pages of of changes that nobody really understands, uh, there's a tremendous amount of confusion right now. And our experience has been that the insurance companies are doing what they can to still not cover naturopathic medicine. What we do in our clinic is um, we help patients get reimbursed for services rendered but we are a cash-based practice as most naturopathic offices are. Okay. I have to I have to see if that maybe that's what was happening, maybe I was getting reimbursed, but no, I'm pretty sure. So so then it, it's not a, a it's not a standard thing yet. Uh unfortunately no, and I'm going to tell you I'm almost hope that it doesn't become that way, not because oh. I'm breaking the bank but because we have a broken system that we need to the system needs to go away. Um, and gotcha. once the system goes away, we can create a much more sustainable system that really serves people well. But when you keep trying to put a Band-Aid on a, on a you know, a catastrophic wound, as, as uh, President Obama has done, and I, I love him, but, I, you know, that was one of the things I really didn't like that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, you know, and again, people, everybody's trying to do their best. You know, we're trying to do their best. But sometimes I think in our society we have to understand that, it's something. If something's not working, it's important not just to change it and keep modifying it. It's important to just let it go and build mm-hmm. something new. You know, it's just it's actually more cost effective and it's going to serve our people better. Um, and I hope when that system comes online, if it does, that um, 
that naturopathic medicine is is certainly got its rightful place within there. Now, I've, um, on Facebook, I've been seeing this one post go around quite frequently about this mm-hmm. uh, fruit that, that cures cancer. It's this green fruit. Salsapo. With What's that? Yes, yes, salsapo. So, can, can you speak to that? What's that all about? Is that just some some gimmick um, or? Well, um, the beautiful thing about the internet is that we can get a lot of information very quickly. The uh-huh. bad thing about the internet is that some of that information is not accurate and and has yet to be substantiated. Uh, okay. Salsop uh, for and I tried some about two weeks ago and I did feel uh-huh. an energy surge with it. So I was I'm very curious about it. When we further investigated it, um, and I've only I've only spent about an hour investigating it. Um, but when we further investigated it, there was we could find no clinical evidence and no um, uh, research-based evidence that uh, suggested that those claims were substantiated. And um, you know, that's it. Seems to me like people are grabbing onto that again because of the dissatisfaction with the existing medical system and and with their doctors. And you know, it it very well may become the next uh, mangosteen or you know, or uh, whatever, you know, whatever the next, you know, internet marketing, you know, thing is. And I'm sure at some point you'll probably see something where it says, well, this does with weight, this is going to help with weight loss, you know, too. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't have enough to, to discredit it, but I'm, I would say I'm kind of doubtful right now about that claim. It reminded me a lot more of uh, energetically of lotus root which mm-hmm. is fantastic for helping to detoxify the lungs, and we do have evidence out of uh, Asia with that. But um, as far as um, being anti-cancer, uh, um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know about that. What I will tell your audience is that if they really want to find some potent anti-cancer-type medicines, uh, green tea has always proven um, fantastic, uh, as well as medicinal mushrooms such as maitake, Reishi, um, cordyceps to a certain extent, um, and uh, uh, medicines in those families. On another show on this network, they were talking about uh, alkaline body state. Uh, cancer mm-hmm. is unable to survive. Have you heard that before as well? Yeah, absolutely. And and um, which I think one of the things we have to appreciate about uh, cancer is that it's multifactorial. And this is something that I talk about in my book particularly in Chapter 2 when I'd start teaching people about how their body is connected. It's something that we call the cycle of influencing energy, and it's really the mm. foundational thought of, of energetic health. Um, it, the cycle of influencing energy is, is understanding that what you feel from an emotional standpoint is connected to your physical body through your anatomy, through your physiology, which is how your body functions, through your biochemistry, which is how your cells perform, and then through the energetics, the energy that they all produce. Okay. And um, when you understand that, you understand that cancer, that you understand that there are some likely causes of cancer. Certainly, environmental pollution is a likely cause. Uh, one of the things we're learning more and more is that viral infections can lead to cancer. We know that there are habits, lifestyle habits, like smoking and um, and overconsumption of alcohol and so and so forth, uh, overconsumption of fast food uh, that that um, contribute to the formation of cancer. Uh, we know that um, from your field, we know that what you think greatly influences how your body performs, and therefore thoughts 
can actually be quite carcinogenic. And mm. so to to limit it to um, just one thing is to not understand the multifactorial nature of how the human body is designed to work within gotcha. the human experience. Mm-hmm. And there it is, so. is again. It's just you have to treat it from a whole, whole a holistic perspective. Anything it's, that happens underneath your skin is connected. Okay, mm-hmm. even your even your thoughts, and that's that's what I teach. I, I teach people how to work within that and to utilize how everything is connected to build energy with the understanding that we get that energy turned on, and um, and healing is going to happen. Now, um, one of the things I like to one of the things I like to to inform the public about is that um, there's a canary in the coal mine when it comes to health, and that is fatigue. That is, I'm tired. If you find yourself saying, I'm tired day in and day out, you are on the path to disease if you're not already there. If you find yourself saying, I'm tired of someone, whether you realize it or not, you are on the path to disease uh, whether you were there or not. And to me, energetic health is this opportunity to switch paths and to uh, really start working on building a life that more resembles, you know, the dreams that you have set forth for yourself. Wow, that's powerful, H. So can you give us an affirmation that we can say instead of that? Because I know I just, when I walked in before I got on the air today, I was like, woo, I'm tired (laughs) today. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so what's a positive affirmation that we could use before you go to, to build energy? A positive affirmation to build energy. Um, God, man, that's, uh, let me just give me give me a split second. Let me let me think of a good one for your audience. Um, one of the things I do every morning when I wake up, my first thought is thank you God for today. All right, and it starts off my entire day. And then Gratitude. at the end of the night, you got it. And at the end of the night, the last thing I'm thinking of are the top four things that made me feel great in the day. Uh, there you have it, people. Gratitude. It always goes back to be thankful for what you have. I want to mm-hmm. thank Dr. H, one of my closest friends, for being on Universal mind tonight and I would like to ask if you could come back in the future I know we got a lot more to talk about I'm sure and uh, how can how can the people get in contact with you Um, well uh, the easiest way to get in in touch with us is to go um, to genesishealing.net that's g-e-n-e-s-i-s healing.net and um, just let your audience know we have a website conversion taking place in the next 10 days. So if you go in there right now, um, you can find out uh, what we're doing, and then you'll see a conversion into a new website in about 10 days that we think uh, that we think our um, uh, our potential uh, clients, I guess, are are going to really love. Um, but uh, you, they can also reach me directly through my clinic at 480-284-8155, and you know, just we are here to help. So if you think that we can at all be of service to you, uh, believe me, it's our honor to help and to serve. Thank you so much, HL. You got it, brother. This is, all right. And stay tuned for tomorrow's show uh, where we'll have Jazzy Jones talk about the bare truth, love, life, sex, and flowers with Jazzy Jones.
This broadcast is a live feed via the Internet on blogtalkradio.com, Loudmouth Radio. Connect with us on facebook.com, Loudmouth Online, and like our page. Feel free to post questions and comments on Loudmouth Radio page on Blog Talk and follow our upcoming broadcast. The Universal Mind is one of three shows currently broadcasting on Loudmouth Radio, so be sure to check in with us each Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We're available for live chat on Blog Talk Radio. Also, this show will be available for download after 10 p.m. If you have any questions regarding the broadcast or would like to reach us for advertising, call our Loudmouth Media Office at 706 363 3895 during business hours of 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. This program, again, is available for download on demand on the blogtalkradio.com, loudmouth radio, anytime after 10 p.m. on Monday nights. Also, Thursday nights, live talk with J.L. King. Currently, we have some exciting rates available for 15 and 30 second spots as well as premier sponsor rates for advertising with all three of our shows. Good night, and have a great evening, guys. And remember, be thankful.